Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of the Travel Squad podcast. We are pumped that you clicked play. We have so many travel stories, destination guides, tips, hacks, and advice coming your way every Travel Tuesday. This isn't going to be your typical fucking travel podcast. We cuss. We're not just a one man or a one woman show. There's four of us, the Travel Squad, each with our own different personalities and viewpoints. We've created this podcast to share our travel freakouts, chaos, the good times, and laughter with you. We came up with the idea of the Travel Squad podcast in the back of a tiny cab at 1 a.m. in Mexico City on our second trip there. And for that reason, we found it very fitting in this episode to talk about our first trip to Mexico City, which was over a three-day weekend. So without further ado, vámonos chicos a DFA. Bienvenidos, Mexico City. Mexico City is a huge city with more than 20 million people living in the metro area. It is larger than New York City, and one of the reasons why we visited Mexico City is because we have a good friend that lives there, and she was able to take us around and show us the ropes. I had no idea that it was that big. I I didn't think it was a big city. I didn't even really understand that Mexico had big cities at that time because that was only my third time ever out of the country. Well, our good friend there is Nicole and we grew up, oh, I grew up with her. I, I went to high school with her and this three-day weekend was my birthday weekend over Labor Day and I was in Mexico City a few months earlier having dinner with Nicole while I was waiting for my flight to go back to Tijuana and I told her, oh my goodness, I should bring Jamal, Brittany, and Kim with me over my three-day birthday weekend, and we can have fun in Mexico City. And Wasn't so, that coming off the heels of Peru? That is correct. Yeah. I wasn't on your guys' flight back home from Peru, because I came home a few hours earlier than you, so I can have a long layover in Mexico City and have dinner with Nicole. And then that's where I was like, oh my gosh, we should come and see her, because it's so cheap. Yeah, we only went two months after uh, Machu Picchu. So for this trip, we left on a Friday afternoon. We live in San Diego and we're right next to the border. So we bought a ticket from Tijuana to Mexico City. So it became a domestic flight. And we have the CBEX crossing station. CBX Cross Border Express. Yes. And so it's just for a a small fee. You show your airplane ticket. You have to prove that you're flying out that day within a few hours. And it's basically an airport terminal built from San Diego to cross into the Tijuana airport. So it's super convenient for us. It's cheap. And this is Labor Day weekend. It's a three-day weekend. It was my birthday weekend. And Mexico doesn't 
doesn't celebrate Labor Day, so we're not paying any type of holiday prices. Yeah, I think we got there a little bit early, and because we were expecting crowds and we had tons of time to wait, we just enjoyed a few margaritas. I think they were like four bucks each, already kicking off our holiday weekend. Yeah. At the airport bar. Woo! Pretty inexpensive for drinks uh, in the Mexico <laughs> airport, that's for sure. Compared before to, we got the lounge access. Before we got the lounge access. <laughs> this is the beginning of our travel days. And I just want to give a little bit of background about how we found our hotel in Mexico City. So I had been talking with Nicole, our friend that lives there in Mexico City, and asking her, where are the good places to stay in the city? We want to be close to you so that it's easy to see you. And she was like, I don't know if you really want to stay in my area. And I had found a hotel in the area that she lived and I sent her a screenshot of the hotel and she said well the hotel's good if you don't mind the prostitutes so and they were prostitutes but they they're harmless yeah so we get there just trying like, to make a living ladies no judgment <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was uh I mean I felt safe I've been to Mexico City before and I always feel safe um well it is legal there so it's not like it's a seedy part of town and they're doing something illegal it is perfectly legal in Mexico City so just in the area where our hotel was located it's known to be a congregating corner or area <laughs> but you know didn't intimidate us from enjoying our time in Mexico City. That's for yeah. sure. It's a three and a half hour flight from Tijuana, but they're two hours ahead. So by the time we landed, even though we left in the afternoon in San Diego, we landed in Mexico City late at night. It was a bit Isn't late. It? I remember it was dark. There wasn't much we were going to do that night, except we needed to get water. Yes. And so they have their convenience stores are Oxos, and it's kind of like a Starbucks. It is on every single corner. So but not like a Starbucks. Like a 7-Eleven. There we go. It's kind of like, like a 7-Eleven. But yeah. on the corner like a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jamal, for that clarification. So <laughs> we put our stuff down at the hotel and then we walked to the nearest OXO. And because it's so late, they don't actually let you inside the store. So they just have an open, but there's still 24 hours. Um, they just have an open window and they bring you what you want. And then you exchange money at that window. Like some gas stations here, you know, oh, yeah. the, the, you know, if it's late at night, some gas stations will have just the teller or worker at the window and mm -hmm. exactly like that. So our one goal from going to OXO was to get water. And that's typical of us. Whenever we go on any vacation, we stock up on water to refill our water bottles. And of course, in Mexico, you need it. So Zaina and I are the two most fluent in Spanish in our travel group. And we're trying to ask for the largest water because typically when we get the water, it's going to be like the big gallon waters. So we're asking them like, or we're telling them, right? <laughs> yeah. We need the biggest water that they have. El más grande. Yeah, we're thinking, you know, a gallon, two liters. That's what's going to be coming out. And they, no. yeah, they kind of look at me like, really? And I'm like, si, 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 grande? el más grande, el más grande. <laughs> And he kind of like shakes his head and disappears into the back. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how hard is it to get like, <laughs> and I think we asked for he, four he, because we he, each yes, wanted we one. He yeah. took a long time back there just as well too. <laughs> like he disappeared for a while and we're like, where'd this dude go? Well, he comes back definitely with a grande water. And that's why we knew it took it him a long like time. It was like five gallons of water. <laughs> and he was like carrying two and he looked like he was sweating. And I realized, oh my goodness, because you know, like the most, like uh, the Moscow the biggest water there in Mexico because they don't have you don't drink the tap water there yeah so when you do ask for the biggest water you have like the 
the family size. And I forgot about that because, you know, when I, if I go to a 7-Eleven to get the biggest water, that's not what I'm grabbing. And so I had to apologize and say, I'm so, so sorry. We just not wanted that like... big. <laughs> you know, right? Maybe the medium size, medium size. Yeah. So that kicked off our entire vacation, getting the big waters. That was fun. So we called it a night and then we woke up bright and early on Saturday to our favorite spot on this trip, which we ended up going to four times. And it was Casa de los Abuelos. So Nicole lives right across the street from Casa de los Abuelos. And for all the times that I would go by myself to visit Nicole and hang out with her there, we always ate there because it's super, super good. So before we went, I was telling the squad that, oh my goodness, we've got to eat at Casa de los Abuelos. So when we woke up that morning, Nicole and her boyfriend, now husband, came around the corner to our hotel to pick us up. Jamal had broke the safe and so we needed someone to come fix the safe remember that let's i do (laughs) i think i locked my money in there or it wouldn't open for me to put my money in there i forgot what it was but point being the safe was permanently shut and we needed assistance okay (laughs) so we fixed it so hold on (laughs) that was one on our first trip to mexico city we had to have them come fix our safe On our second trip, where we mentioned the podcast was born, we also had to have the hotel people come save us because Zaina dropped her diamond, or what was it? Tanzanite. Tanzanite earring down the bathroom sink. And the guy had to come with this like homemade contraption to try to pull it out and then like fix the sink. And he's doing this in a suit too. That's how (laughs) Mexican people are so like nicely dressed, but hardworking. Super friendly. Yeah. And very, very friendly. Creative too. He he broke a (laughs) hanger in half and stuck sticky tape on the end so he can fish out my Tanzanite earring, which didn't work. So we still had to get the pliers, undo the sink while he's doing that in his suit. I'm trying to help him and he says no 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 and I was like oh my goodness thank you so Such much a sweet man yeah so back to Casa de los Abuelos they had the best Lucero and Pozole mm, the Pozole I loved both I loved the Pozole and Lucero so basically if you're a coffee lover this one's really really good it's, I would almost equate it to almost their version of a latte except oh, not yeah. like foamy of some mm-hmm. sorts they come out with really high concentrations of coffee and it's just I don't want to say a little bit but you know not like your it's typical like maybe like a fifth of the cup way right filled. and basically they'll come out with the actual milk and what they'll do is they'll pour it really high and it's kind like of like three feet above yeah, the cup. Yeah, they lift it above their head and they're able to dump the milk into the cup. And do they mix it back and forth? Or no, they just it just kind of foams. It foams a little bit, and it's just this beautiful show. Yeah. It's really good. If coffee. any of you guys are familiar with kind of tea ceremonies in Morocco where they lift it up and do the pouring back and forth and high, that's kind of what, how I would describe it. Except they don't do the back and forth, but they make making the coffee an actual show and I love it. I can't stop thinking about it. It's honestly some of the best coffee that I've ever had. And on top of that, their pozole was just to die for. I had that every morning for Mm -hmm. breakfast. Well, you make me wish I started drinking coffee earlier than what I started to drink. It was delicious. <laughs> I they had out. a great fruit cart that would come around with fruit and yogurt and granola, too. Yeah. Oh, delicious. I forgot about that. Delicioso. Yeah, yeah and for the record, uh, La Casa de los Abuelos is not sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they really should be, though. We just really liked that restaurant. If you go to Mexico City, don't miss it. 
Hey squatties, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squatties, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So from there, we walked to the Zocalo. And the Zocalo is kind of like the, the town square. It's in central Mexico City, and it has the sinking church. And Do you know why the church is sinking? I was just about to ask our uh, resident historian, <laughs> Jamal, to give us a little bit of background. Well, Brittany's asking like she has the answer. So Mexico City is actually sinking because it was built over a lake, and the lake was called... Lake Texcoco. 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 (laughs) The church used to be pyramids, but the conquistadores came and tore it down and built a church over it. So you can still see remnants of the pyramid around there. And I don't think we did this, but I did this on another trip with Nicole. You can pay not even 20 pesos, but it was super cheap and they give you a tour of the church and they'll take you to the top um, and you can walk around the top of the church while they're giving you a tour. Beyond that, it was actually uh, before the colonial period, it was a gathering city area for the Aztecs as well. Yeah. And Justin Bieber at one point did an around the world tour for free. And he played in front of different landmarks all around the world. And he played in front of the church there. And I remember because Nicole didn't have anyone to go with her. And I'm like, I would totally go see him play in front of the church in Mexico City. I know, right? For free. 
Anyways, from there, we went to, we had margaritas. Yeah, I was about to say, I hope we're not moving past the Zocalo yet because I would we, equate that restaurant to rooftop bar. And what would we say? Hello. <laughs> what would Kim say if we passed bar. the rooftop bar <laughs> And I love about it? tequila. <laughs> yes. So I'm not sure how to pronounce this, so Zena, you'll have to do that. Puro corazón. 60 pesos for a delicious margarita. That's a, That was about um, $3.33. Amazing. You're, you're not even going to get that kind of a deal at happy hour here in San Diego. So I was pumped on that. I think I had two... I was maybe, getting crazy. I maybe, had two. Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so the the restaurant that we actually had the drinks at for the rooftop bar access, if you will, it overlooked the Zocalo Square. It was really, really that nice because beyond just the sinking church, I believe the presidential palace is also in that area just as well. But it's a big social area, lots of shops, lots of restaurants, lively entertainment. And from the rooftop no better place to have drinks in that area. Then on our way there, we also passed the Palacio de las Bellas Artes, which is like the fine arts palace, which is really nice. We didn't go in, but it's definitely worth taking pictures outside of. I was going to say just taking a photo in front of it is breathtaking in and of itself. It's so pretty just from the outside. Exactly. So the next stop on our Tour de Mexico City was the Torre Latino Americana building, which is about 600 feet tall, one of the tallest buildings in Mexico City, maybe the tallest. And you can pay 90 pesos to go to the very top of the building, but we wouldn't recommend that because one floor down, they have a bar with glass windows around the whole thing. And so you get 360 degree views of the city and that is free to go to you just have to buy a drink when you're there which is like the margarita at the previous bar cheaper it's about 60 pesos so we definitely recommend doing that and when you're there go to the bathroom because you'll be sitting on the toilet looking out on into glass walls and looking out at the city it's really cool yeah we actually got the tip to go to the bathroom and check it out and when we did we're thinking to ourselves hmm, what's going to be in the bathroom <laughs> like it's a bathroom but no it is worth checking out Yeah, beyond the building just being a good spot to go have a drink, you know, and see good 360 degree views of Mexico City, the building itself is quite famous. At one time, I believe it was the tallest or one of the second tallest in Latin America. But on top of that, it's actually recognized as being an engineering marvel because it was one of the first major skyscrapers built in an area where there's major seismic activity. And it's notably famous for withstanding the 8.1 magnitude earthquake Mexico City had in 1985. That is correct. September 1985. Engineering marvel. It was Mexico City's largest building for about 27 years. Again, worth going to and going to the top. Does anyone remember those caramel churros we got? They were so good. Oh my God. They were like caramel. They had caramel stuffed or they had chocolate stuffed churros. Where were the churros? They were on on the the street. corner. Outside the tower? (laughs) <laughs> Everywhere in Mexico City, out in the street, they have these little carts where you can get freshly made churros and they stuff it with a different kind of sauce that you want. And they're super cheap. 
Don't you remember stuffing our faces with those? I remember you eating some in Peru. I'm trying to remember specifically in Mexico. Oh, Not that I doubt really? it. Yeah. It was like in with the evening. No, 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 I was there. I was there because I got the... Um, the caramel? The, yeah, yeah. So I was about to say, I definitely didn't do chocolate. It would have oh, okay. been like the caramel or the dulce de leche or something like that. Okay, okay. So good. And that's evening. how we ended that first night. Bringing back all sorts of memories, Kim. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Maybe you weren't with us. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I think that if we were in Mexico City right now and you were having it, you would remember. Well, I know they have them. I see I them all the I time in Tijuana. I'm just trying to really recall that event. I don't doubt it happened. I just, <laughs> you know, Mexico City was so much fun and cheap booze. I mean, you know, sometimes we tend to forget a little things. You know? <laughs> yes, we do. Moving on to El Segundo Dia. The second day here in Mexico City. So what we didn't realize was that the main roads were closed to car traffic on Sundays. And so we actually had to walk down a really, really long road that was called La Pasa de la Reforma in order to get to where we wanted to go. Didn't we want to get to the castle that day? Yes, we did. It was the Chapultepec Castle. And the reason they close down the streets is because it's very family oriented. So they let people ride their bikes through the streets and whatnot. And we didn't realize this. So we planned our entire day based on the public transportation. And of course, the public transportation was not there. So we actually had to try to negotiate with a taxi. And I would say that when you are negotiating, don't give up. They like to negotiate. They, they thrive on negotiations. I just want to say it's bad juju to get in an unregulated taxi where the fare is not preset <laughs> in Mexico City. But didn't we have to negotiate that taxi, remember? Because he wanted a certain amount and I was telling you guys the amount and we're like, no way. And then another taxi came and he wanted double and we're like, whoa, we should have jumped in that first one. And I think we just ended up walking all the way there. Probably. And I think it even rained a little bit. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? It always rains in Mexico City. It does, it does. And then it disappears the next minute. But getting to the castle, it was on a hill. And then once you get to the hill in the main entrance, there was a nice lookout to the city. Do you guys remember that? I did, I did. Yeah, so first off, when you get to the castle, you will have to pay 60 pesos. And then you go in and you have the nice view of the entire city. And this part of the day we actually did without Nicole. So this part was alone and she actually met, uh, she picked us up from the castle mm-hmm. and from there we went to Xochimilco. 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 Ooh, this was one of the highlights. I would say this was like the number one, this was the number one It was my part. favorite thing. This yeah. is what it was, made it Mexico was so City. Much fun. Yes. This is Jamal's picture on the front of our website. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> I love that photo, just not as a profile photo. Okay, Let's so what is way. it? Tell well, them what it is. So Xochimilco is chaos, but good chaos. <laughs> Every color you can imagine in Mexico, the vibrant bright colors, imagine them painted on boats that you ride through canals. And as you're riding on these boats through the canals, there's mariachi bands playing, trying to hop on your boat. There's vendors trying to sell you roasted corn. There's people selling you tecate, corona, all around. Xochimilco, crazy. I love it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, in fact, speaking of the September 1985 earthquake in Mexico City, they had another one in September 2017. And you can go online on YouTube and people were posting the footage of themselves on the boats while the earthquake was happening. And it's so crazy because the waves are just like rocking the boats like crazy. (laughs) And there was six of us that got that rented the boat that we were on. But 
total it can fit about 15 people on each boat and which you can is, have a real party on that boat which is why the mariachis try to jump onto your boat so they can sing to you pro tip buy the song yes <laughs> That's Jamal's Africa. <laughs> yes. I wish we did. What what did you want them to sing? Feliz Navidad, Kim? That's my favorite song. <laughs> so for the record, when Kim says that's Jamal's Africa, we went to Africa and Kim did not go, which is a huge regret. So we always my say. My biggest regret in life. Yeah. We refer to that as a regret, right? That's my Africa because that's our regret because Kim didn't go. So Jamal's Africa is the fact that we didn't get the mariachi. Yeah, because they're not set prices. You know, they'll come aboard and you tell them what you want to play for how long and then they'll tell you kind of a price. And, you know, it's Mexico. We felt like we could haggle and whatnot. And they told us that it was going to be $5. <laughs> Which was 100 pesos. Which was 100 pesos. And we all scoffed at the idea <laughs> of paying $5 so for the mariachi band to play like a song for one minute. But... We should have done it, man. In hindsight, we should have. And to rent rent the boat was only 300 pesos to begin with. So the 100 pesos for the mariachi band really wasn't a lot in hindsight. And it was Zayna's birthday weekend. And we really wanted the mariachi to sing her Feliz Cumpleaños in Spanish. But Kim (laughs) got her Spanish a little mixed up. And she she said, shouldn't they play you Feliz Navidad? (laughs) <laughs> so now it's a joke every year on our birthday Zena and I text each other Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad it was so cute yeah so but you know it's so funny because you're on these boats and the boats are crossing each other so they start to slow down so the the leader of the mariachi can jump onto our boat and start to negotiate with us and here we are in the middle of September and now we think how cool would it have been if we paid five dollars and had them sing Feliz Navidad to me <laughs> In the middle of September on the canals in Sochimilco. It wasn't even $5 a person. It was $5 as a group, and there were six of us on that boat. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad when we stop and think about it. It can mess with your mind a little bit if you're trying to convert currency in your head. 100 pesos can seem like a lot. (laughs) Very good, valid point. But I think a lot of it, what happened for me in that moment, not that I was the decision maker, because you ladies could have jumped in and said, Jamal, you're being stupid. You're being real hard ass. (laughs) (laughs) But I just think when you're in Mexico, you're under the assumption that a lot of things are cheap, which they are if you're comparing like beer, transportation costs, things like that. So when I heard $5 just for like a minute for somebody to play like a song, it was almost like, ooh, I feel like I'm being shafted right now, (laughs) which is not the case. $5 would have been very well spent on that. Great steal. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, as we said, there's vendors on the canal with you. So people are selling huge tecates. Elotes. Exactly. Yeah. So there you are on the canal drinking your beers. And what do you do when you have to break the seal? There's no bathrooms on the boat. So other than standing along the side and just going. Which which you cannot do it. Which you cannot do. There are certain spots along the very vast canals where they actually have little small bathrooms and they are bathrooms that you have to pay five to 10 pesos to use. So definitely have extra coins and small money for that because those vendors who tend to the restrooms are not going to take your big bills. 
<laughs> you know they won't. <laughs> you'll actually find that across Mexico in general, where they charge you a small fee to use the restroom. So have loose small change on you if you think you're going to need to use a public restroom. And sometimes you have to grab the toilet paper from them when you pay before you go into the stall. So, so grab a little extra. Plan accordingly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But, you know, they will stop the, the boat on the side of the canal so you can jump off, use the restroom. And we're not talking four season restrooms, you know, be prepared to squat. Sometimes they don't have seats. Again, just be prepared to squat. Be prepared to potentially hold it as well, because there's so many, (laughs) no, there's so many boats on the canals that honestly, the short distance it may be to it can take a long time trying to navigate because there's so much cross traffic of boats going in different directions that you can be really slowed down. So you don't even really get a lot of ground covered in the canals because if you go during a busy time, there's just a lot of traffic from mm-hmm. the boats. Yeah, so whatever you do, make sure you hit up Milko. Great place to be, great place to have fun, great place for pictures. So at this point in our trip, we've already done so much. We've walked around the city. We've seen different parts of the city. We've taken a million pictures. We've eaten probably 400 tacos. And now we're moving into our last day of the trip and we have another jam-packed day. And what you should know about our trip and especially our trip planner, Brittany, is that there are no easy days on our vacations. None. (laughs) When we say an easy day, you can guarantee it will be a hard day hard day of traveling and eating and exploring and laughing and having fun, of course. But on our trips, we jam pack as much as we can into it because we only had three days in the city. And like we said earlier, this is a city bigger than New York City. So there's a lot to see and do. So Tio Tehuacan pyramids. I love pyramids. I love ancient ruins. They really get me going. And this was our last day in Mexico City. And this was another day that we were by ourselves because Nicole, I think, had to work this day. So we were having to figure out the transportation on our own, which was a whole fiasco in itself. Getting there, that was easy. We navigated the subway like pros. And for the record, this day was Monday and it was my birthday. So we have to take a subway line three to Indios Verdes, took it to the very last stop. And then from there, you actually have to get on a bus and pro tip, make sure to buy round trip tickets on the bus because on your way back, we made that mistake ourselves and we had to negotiate our fare back on the bus getting back to the city. Okay, Brittany, (laughs) you're our resident navigator. So tell the audience what you do when you get off of the subway line. So when you get off the subway line, you have to exit the subway and turn left and walk down to the very last exit. And there are going to be a ton of white buses looking to take you to the Pyramides. Supposedly, (laughs) there's a direct bus, but it's never been found. We didn't find it. (laughs) We haven't found it. It's an old legend. Yeah, and I think Nicole told us too that it was a legend. So it's not just us not finding it. So you'll, you'll be able to find the buses that are labeled to take you to the pyramids. And so the bus ride there costs 44 pesos, and it takes about an hour to get all the way out there. And the bus ride back cost us 46 pesos, but it was direct, so it was only 30 minutes to get back to the city. Which, by the way, if you find the supposed direct bus there, let us know. Shout out to us. I want to know if it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Comment on our Instagram. Let us know 
like take a picture and let us know where you found it, how you got it, and let us know it's real because at this point it's like fallen Goliath to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Loch Ness Monster. You'll hear about that one on our Sequoia um, and Kings Canyon National Park episode. <laughs> we were told to be prepared to walk. And still, walking. you can't be prepared enough for how much walking you're going to do. That's why Kim said no easy days. <laughs> no easy days. And you guys, I know this is our first episode, so we haven't really said it, but I love to hike and I love to make the whole group hike. Even when we say it's going to be an easy day, when I say it's going to be an easy day, that means we're probably going to put in like a minimum of four miles walking or hiking in. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to the pyramids, it's just vast open space that you have to walk between each of the pyramids. And then, of course, you want to climb the pyramids. So then we're hiking up the pyramids to get the best view out and to take, of course, iconic photos. Mm-hmm. While you're Lots the of photos. Mm-hmm. There's two big pyramids and you have to climb both of them. They're both cool. and But there's a lot of smaller ones that you'll you have the opportunity to climb and hang out and walk around there's also people selling stuff we got a couple of obsidian necklaces and there's plenty of ceramic penises if you're into that too for some reason in mexico they sell ceramic penises everywhere i saw them in puerto vallarta too just in case you're into that. And to touch base on obsidian, obsidian is a wonderful jewel that keeps away negative energy. I have one by my nightstand to keep away the evil spirits at night and at my desk at work so I don't get stressed. One thing that I really loved about Tia Tawakon was that one, Jamal had the best camera on his phone. So Jamal was taking all of our pictures throughout the entire trip. The at- photos were good. And I... I'm a loyal Apple user, but I got to say, the Galaxy photos rule all. Absolutely. Yeah, Jamal, hate to admit it. I know, right? Because I'm an Apple user too, but Jamal's photos were just coming out prime. So Jamal's just our, our photographer. He usually is on our trips. He, he is. is our photographer. Because I'm still the only one with and the Galaxy, driver. even though you guys like <laughs> the photos. But anyway, to, no, to sum up what Zaina was saying, yes, I was the photographer taking everybody's photos. And we went to Teotihuacan the day we were actually leaving because it was on a Monday and we were flying back that evening to be at home so we could obviously all go to work on Tuesday. Tuesday. And so I was taking the photos and everyone was loving them. We were looking at them, making sure they were coming out but just great. Real quickly though, the, the the one thing that I really appreciate is the fact that we got our one group picture there at the top of one of the pyramids and it's a really good picture of all four of us. And that's lost to time now. No, I have that one. Oh, okay. I thought that one was lost. No, because remember, so basically, spoiler alert, Jamal's phone got stolen. We'll go into that story. But before it was stolen, he sent, it was such a good picture of us four that Jamal like sent it to one of us or he posted it on Facebook. So of the entire trip, the only picture that we have like us together on a really good quality camera and a quality picture is that one of us at the very top of the Teotihuacan pyramids with your camera. I don't remember sharing that because I don't remember having Wi-Fi before it got taken because I know just getting back to the hotel and then leaving, trying to leave for the airport. But to sum up, yes, 
my phone got stolen from me as we were trying to go to the airport on the subway. It got pickpocketed from me. So does anyone have any more comments about our trip before we move on to the tip section? No, I think we covered so much in three days, right? There's obviously so much more that you can do in Mexico City. You could visit time and time again. There's museums and attractions and events and so much more to do but we only had three days and we did a lot in those three days all right guys we're going to tell you about some of the tips that we have for mexico city and my biggest tip would be to not take the subway during rush hour traffic in mexico (laughs) during rush hour traffic they pretty much everyone pushes and shoves each other on and off and it's very chaotic and very um, stressful and when you're trying to leave to get to the airport in rush hour traffic it's just very frantic like you don't know if you're going to actually even get on the subway you don't know we couldn't get on and there was four of us so it was we not only did we have ourselves we also had our luggage and so we were afraid of being broken up as a group because everyone is just pushing and shoving that it's not guaranteed that we're all going to make it on in the same cart. In fact, Jamal got pushed ahead of us. Like all of a sudden, like we're all standing there together. And the next thing you know, Jamal's at the almost on the subway and like you're getting pushed on even if you're trying not to because you're a sardine in a sea of people Mm -hmm. and before we went down there because I know a lot of people who've had their phones stolen on the subway right so if you have a backpack don't leave it behind your back right make sure that it's up against your stomach the whole trip you were telling us watch your stuff zip up your purses have it in front of you yeah because we had ridden the metro or the subway you know the other days but the other days were weekends and in Mexico City, since it's the capital, a lot of people kind of live more on the outskirts, not in the main central area where we were. So we heard all those stories about the subway, potential dangers of pickpocketing. You hear all the other stuff and tourist tips, but we rode them on the weekends when there's not a lot of people in the city. And I didn't think that that stuff wasn't true. I just thought, oh, it's just not as bad as people are saying. They're overblowing the story because it's Mexico. And But no, You know, we were trying to push our way onto the subway to go to the airport and it just got pulled from my pocket. I didn't even feel it. And as a matter of fact, after that attempt where we knew we weren't going to get on, I said, "Okay, guys, let's just get out and take the cab. And instinctually, whenever I leave the house or do anything, I always give myself like a little pat down, got my phone, got my wallet, got my keys, gave myself the pat down and I realized and. 10 seconds, my phone was out of my pocket and I have no clue who did it. Didn't even feel it happening because you're so trapped down there. So really, 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 if you can, it's so much substantially cheaper to take the Metro, but do not, do not take it during rush hour times on the weekdays. And if you do, be mindful of your phone in your pocket. Absolutely. Well, on a better note, what about those Cono de Oreos? Cono de Oreos. <laughs> Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Yes, yes, yes. So the, they do have Oreo cones at McDonald's and they love their ice cream. So, you know, here in the United States, when you go into McDonald's, you just order whatever you want behind the counter. But in Mexico City, they have a specific line just for ice cream because it's so popular. And then if you want anything else, they have another line for that. And the Cono de Oreos are 13 pesos. So what is that's like less steal. than a dollar now less than a dollar. Yeah, you that's can't a steal so I, good. Don't go to Mexico City without the Cono de Oreo. That's the one thing we always get when we go to Mexico 
Another tip is that they don't have change. So if you go to the ATM, you're likely going to get bills in 500, 200. And a lot of businesses don't want to break those bills. So if you're buying something uh, on the lower end of pricing, they're going to look at you with a 500 and say no. So, but still, anytime you have an opportunity to break a bill, try it, see what they say, because you never know when you're going to get lucky. But it's so counterintuitive because when you want cash out of the ATM, they give you the big bills and even in big stores, they don't want to take it. So if you can break your bills anywhere you can, because more often than not, somebody else is not going to do it for you. I remember a super hot day and um, I needed water so bad. Water was what, like 20 pesos, maybe less. And in any case, the only thing that I had was a $500 bill and no one was breaking my 500. 500 peso bill. 500 pesos bill, yes, yes. I needed water, it was so hot. I went to several OXOs, I went to several Circle Ks and I couldn't get a water. And I'm thinking to myself, I am gonna die on the street because I am so dehydrated. So get that change. And one thing I want to say to maybe as the last kind of major tip, when you arrive at the airport, doesn't matter what terminal you arrive in in Mexico City, there will be authorized cab stations. And what you wanna do is you wanna go there, tell them exactly where you're going, and you pay up front, they give you a receipt, and then you go to the cabs and somebody will put you into a cab. These are the regulated cabs. You never wanna get in an unregulated cab in Mexico City. So that would be one piece of advice is when you get out or when you get to the airport, definitely don't go outside and try to find a taxi. You need to secure yourself a regulated taxi within the airport. They're the cheapest and safest taxis in Mexico City. Yes, and they do have Uber in Mexico City though. Yes, they I've do. I've plenty of Ubers. It's pretty cheap, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But just for if you don't right. have data to use or internet access, the taxi will be the way. If you don't have data, if you're landing at 12 or 1 in the morning, go with the organized taxi. Spend the extra money. Be safe. It's better than <laughs> being scared. And you will see a lot of taxis in the street, and it is also recommended not to hail them down. Walk into any hotel or store and have somebody call a regulated taxi for you. All right, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. I hope you enjoyed traveling to Mexico City with us, and I hope that you're inspired to take this trip for yourself. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and tell us what you like, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast. Make sure to pack your bags, grab a Mai Tai, and relax because next episode we are taking you to Kauai. Gracias Ooh. por escuchar. Adios, Adios amigos. amigos.